in conversation with Michael Applesamy. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in this episode I will be chatting to another one of the brand new Wild Eye guides. So in the last episode I had a chat to Luke Street, this one you're going to meet Michael Applesamy, and in the very next episode I'm going to be chatting to Matt Yardley. The idea is just for you to guys get a feel for them, get to know a little bit more about them, and you obviously will be hearing a lot more of them and from them on the podcast. Now, I first met Michael at Marataba where he was managing the lodge and guiding us. And with a couple of the other guides that I've met in the past for the first time, the Wild Eye guides, I just knew there was an X factor about him that just had Wild Eye written all over it. And we just had a great time with him on the last evening. We had a chat. And long story short, we opened up... um, uh, applications for new guides a couple of weeks after and he was all over it now mike is he's one of the younger guys that we have he has not got a lot of photographic experience but we're going to make a fun thing of it so in this one you'll see he's great sense of humor um lots of enthusiasm and yeah i'm very proud to have him on board just like the other guys i hope you join this one and then when you're done go and meet up with him online. Go and follow his Instagram. He's brand new on there as well. Um, I'm no doubt that you're going to have an amazing time with him, both online and when you travel with him in future. You guys are going to enjoy this one. Okay, who's Michael? So, uh, I I wrote it out in my blog recently (laughs) this past week, and basically, I'm I'm just a boy living out his boyhood dream. And started off, grew up in Joburg. I went to high school in Pretoria and ended up going to, to varsity at Tux. What did you study? Become business management. So what are you doing here? I got lost. I got lost <laughs> in the bush. But in a good way. In a good way. In a very good way. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I studied business management. Then after that, went through to Maritaba, where I started off in our volunteer program. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I then joined the tourism team where I was working at uh, one of the camps mm-hmm. as a guide, camp manager along those lines. And here I am now. So did you finish the business management degree? I did. I did. Okay. So, I mean, I was just, we were talking before we started recording. For me, there was photographically that one moment where I thought, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I can also probably track it back, going to the Kruger. I can actually. We were, so, so my dad and I would drive the whole day. Yeah. Like we would leave when that gate opens, yeah, you're yeah. out of there. Yeah. My mom and my sisters would sit in the back and after like two hours, they're like, we can't do this anymore. We need to go home and this and that. And we would drive the whole day. And, and then I knew, I didn't know it's exactly what I wanted, but I knew there was something special. Yep. What was your moment that you thought, I need to work in the bush? So, I mean, it, you know, I grew up going to the bush a lot. But when it really stuck for me and, and that moment was, I went to the, went to the Kruger <coughs> alone in 2017. And I, same as you, you know, as soon as that gate opens, I'm out. As soon as the gate closes, I'm creeping in, you know. So, and I just remember enjoying enjoying the bush so much there alone and, and just appreciating everything. And that's when I realized, uh, you know, mm. this, is, this is where I want to be. I want to work in the bush. I want to give back. I want to be a part of, of the bigger picture. Okay. And talk to me photography-wise, because this is an interesting one. Yeah. You and I are going to go a bit more public with this. We'll talk about this more in detail. But photographically, kind of visually, where are you at? W- w- how does that fit into who you are right now? Look, I mean, uh, I consider myself an amateur photographer. Uh, I've still got plenty <coughs> to learn. Uh, however, it's, you know, something that I have taken on quite a lot is videography, especially mm. while I was at Maritaba. I, I leaned a bit more towards that. Um, however, I mean, 
I love the story that a photo can take and something that frustrates me so much when I'm in the bush is taking a photo on auto. I don't like doing it, you know, and, and wanting to learn and get deeper into it in that way, mm. that's something that I want to yeah. get to, you know. Okay, well, let's put this out. I mean, we'll get to, actually, no, wait. So you said you're an amateur photographer. The big thing is, and a lot of people out there as well, they get nervous when they call themselves an amateur. They think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, the, the, the catch is that when you go professional, I don't see myself as a professional photographer. Yeah. I don't get paid to take photographs. I get paid to guide. Yeah. I don't sell my images. I give them away. Yeah. So from a professional point of view, the moment you get paid for something, mm-hmm. I think something changes. I think maybe your intent and your reason for doing that thing changes. Yeah, I agree. Amateur, and I'm going to probably embarrass myself with my, my, my knowledge of Greek lang- language, yeah. but I think it goes back to amateur meaning something like for the love of. So yeah. if you're an amateur anything, you're doing it for the love of that thing. Yeah, yeah. And you're not getting paid to do it. Yeah. Um, like, I still, I only take pictures because I want to. Yeah. Sometimes because I need to show someone what they need to do, this, that, the other. But sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with being an amateur. No. Like, no, the Olympics no. is based on amateur sport. Exactly. Which, which I think is wrong these days because those people should get paid a lot more money. I feel bad for those guys, eh? They, 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 they train their life for one moment and then they don't get paid for it. Yeah. I think pay them as much money as we can. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's been tough for those guys. Mm. And then that one woman is now banned because of marijuana. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. So I think she's the final meter hurdle. I'm not going to remember her name, but she's now been banned because she smoked weed. Oh, shame. Which, I mean, do you smoke weed? No, I don't. Why not? I don't know. I've just never never, never been tempted to try it. Right. We can fix that. Joking, joking, (laughs) or not. No. Um... Anyway, we'll get back to that discussion. <laughs> um, so let's get back to the photography. Yeah. Um, so you, on a scale of one to 10, as far as the technical understanding of a camera, where would you put yourself? Sure. Probably, probably a three, three yeah. or four. Okay, I like that. Now, I know there's people listening to this and there's competitors and everybody listens to this. Um, screw you, Oates, by the way. So what we're going to do, and that is one of the reasons when you, when, I mean, I met you at Maritaba. Yeah. And we only talked on the last night, really, but I knew from day one we are going to approach you. Yeah. I knew it. It just had to happen. There's an X factor, and that's why you're here. So from a photography point of view, and you and I discussed this a bit, but let's put it out to the people there. The thought is that we're going to go, and basically you and I are going to run a webinar. Yeah. During that time, and we can, we can break it down, for example, into aperture, depth of field, shutter speed, slow motion, what is ISO, and then creative. So there's four webinars. Yeah. In those webinars, the goal is for me to try and teach you as much as I can on the technical side of it, but we open it up to the public. So people want to join us and they can listen in and even ask questions because that's, I think, where we learn the most is you might not think of a question, but Sally, who's watching, might. Exactly. So... Especially think, these podcasts. These podcasts always catch me off guard, and when a question comes, I'm like, ah, uh, stunts a bit, you know? So, no, like, do you really sm- not smoke weed? Ah, uh, promise I don't. See, mess- <laughs> like, questions like that, you know what I mean? It <laughs> catches you off guard. <laughs> so, no, but it's, a, and, and you'll see, once you, start, once you start going out with clients and teaching photography, that's where, uh, that's where I think teaching standing up in front of people is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and you'll see in the webinar as well, like, we're, we're going to bounce ideas. Like in a lecture, when I'm doing a lecture or a workshop or public speaking, if someone asks a question, I'm already four questions on. Like if I answer this, they're going to ask that. They're going to ask this. I'm going to say that. They're going to ask that. And I think that is the depth of knowledge. Yeah. Um, what about videography? Um, oh, so I mean with videography, you know, the technical side of stuff, I, I think I've got a bit of a creative personality. So that helps me a lot with that. When it, 
with regards to bringing in a song to a video, those type of things. Um, so, so the technical lines, not so much, but I, yeah. I, I'd like to. What, what do you use to edit your videos now? Uh, CapCut. You actually refer CapCut, to CapCut, yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually it's mentioned brilliant. that a lot. It's brilliant. Um, if you guys are listening, CapCut is an app on, I think it's on Android as well, but we don't care because we use iPhone. Um, so it is without a doubt the easiest and best videography editing tool. Yeah. What I am going to do is I'm going to give you a link to a, um, a video course. Okay. Not going to share this online because it's just for us. Um, but it does everything from Premiere Pro to transitions oh, to wow. shooting to ideas. It's really cool. Okay. Keep you nice and busy. Um, so when you go, what's your first trip with Wild Eye? Uh, the Mass Amaro. No, a couple of months. Week, yeah. month and a half or something. Something like that. Too. And are you going to do more video or are you going to do more photography? Well, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm just... I'm dying to get out right now, get into the bush, get into a bird park, whatever. I just want to take photos and, and start learning. So I definitely think I'm going to be eager to take photos. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I've just got these ideas running in my mind for uh -huh. video, for sure. Yeah. Give me one. Idea? Yeah, for the morrow. Yes. Like the type of visu visual video story you want to tell. Oh, I mean, the, the visual that I keep getting is a beautiful black main line mm -hmm. sitting there. Green grass, vast landscape. Uh -huh. I mean, that's got, yeah. to, that's got to fit into the video. Somewhere. No, it is. It's a funny thing, hey, the Mara. I mean, what is up until now where you've worked and you've just gone on your own? What is your favorite reserve so far that you've ever been to? I've only been to the Kruger and, and Maritaba. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm probably going to be a bit biased and say Maritaba. Yeah. I must be honest, Maritaba, when we went there, was. It was surprising as far as the landscape because the amount of water is ridiculous. It's incredible. The backdrop of those mountains yeah. is just stupid. So from a visual beauty point of view, it was, it was, I was blown away. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's stunning. Would you say it is prolific game viewing? Compared to something, like people listening will know the Sabi Sands, Mala yeah. Mala, Madikwe, whatever. Yeah, no, for sure. Look, I mean, we, we, when I was working at Maritaba, we owned that. You know, we knew that we couldn't compete in terms of game viewing. But at the same time, you know, I've, I've had game drives where we have had the most incredible sightings. Mm. So uh, I think it all comes down to being at the right place, the right 100%. time, wherever you are. Yeah. Um, it is thick bush, but uh, I mean, when you do get it, when yeah. you do get that line on the plane, oh, those really mountains in the background, I mean, it's, mm. it's special. I mean, we were there with you for three days, I think. Yeah. We did see lions, we saw fucking all the rhinos. Yeah, um, but also, my, my, Maritaba's main sell is the conservation side, what they do and stuff like that. So Specific, cool. specifically the conservation camp. So so we've got the luxury lodges, which is Safari Lodge and Mountain Lodge, and then you have the conservation camps where I was based, mm -hmm. uh, Explorers Camp and Founders Camp. Mm. And and where I was based it was like you said, a lot more based on conservation. Mm. Do you think do you think that a lot of uh, let's make it specific to photography and photographers and people that do what WildEye does, do you think a lot of people are doing conservation right online? Because that's a, it's a, look, it's a loaded question. It absolutely is. But what do you think about how people are portraying conservation online? Look, I mean, I, I think I can use myself in, as an example. Before I got to Maritaba, my idea of conservation was looking after rhinos. And, what does that mean, looking after, for people listening, what does um, that mean? Orphan rhinos or, you know, protection of rhinos, making, you know, fighting against the poaching, etc. Those, those sort of lines. Um, but when I got to Maritaba, especially working in the volunteer program, where there you get your hands dirty. It's, it's not just... Like, like for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like <laughs> proper, proper. Um, and 
And that opened my eyes so much to see what goes into running a reserve. Yeah, yeah. Conserving an area, not just the animals within that area. Um, you know, educating the people and the, the villages around you mm. and helping them realize why are these animals important? Why is this area yeah. important, you know? So it's a lot, it's, it's a much bigger picture than I believe, or that I believe um, social media portrays. Mm. Um, because if you go look at it, you, you do see all of these brilliant fancy videos of people doing rhino notchings and dehornings, etc. But there's a much bigger picture. What, what, what pisses me off a bit about it is exactly like you say, people will go once and they'll go and do this thing. They might collar a lion or, or chip a rhino or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they milk the shit out of that for the next five months. Yeah. And they only try and do their own thing at the end of it. They're not yeah. giving back. They, it, it's become a thing where, like I mentioned when I spoke to Luke as well, is when you do something good for someone, you don't have to go and put it on social media. No, not at all. That, then you're kind of missing the point because then I think your intent is wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. The so, intent is almost recognition on it. There it is. People are doing it to get a pat on the back. Well done, Michael. You did a thing for the rhino. Yeah. And that's a problem for me in the industry. And I think it, it comes back. And if we pull it back to what we do at Wild Eye, it's education. Yeah. Photography education, guiding education, in some instances, life education, business education. Yeah. Not just for our guys, but also for people out there. Yeah. But I think for people to, to use things to get the attention, that's just wrong. No, I agree. Not cool. I agree. No, there's, and often we spoke of it as conservation is a bottomless pit of money. You know, it's, just, it's a black hole. It's going in there the whole time and it, it, you don't get much out of it. So, so yeah, when you, I mean, if you consider something as simple as road maintenance, mm. in, in Maritoba, I can't remember exact, the exact amount of kilometers of road we had. Yeah. But you think to maintain that, the diesel that goes into that, the machines, mm. fixing the machines, it's, it's a no, much it's obscene picture. money. It's obscene money. Yeah, for sure. It really is. So how does it feel to move to Joburg after living in the bush? It's interesting. It's interesting, especially coming back into lockdown. And to flip on cold temperatures. What the hell, man? Cold. It is freezing no. cold at the moment. Um, so, so, no, it's been interesting. Uh, I haven't had to do too much driving, so the traffic hasn't gotten to me yet. Uh, but it's been very nice. You know, I'm, I'm mm. catching up with some old friends. Um, I'm, cool. I've moved in with my girlfriend, so, so that's exciting for us. Yeah. And, and yeah, so it's, it's, it is exciting times ahead. Mm. It is a big picture. It's a funny thing you mentioned traffic. I remember... And this is before, when it was lockdown, 2020, so 2019, my last, I did Iceland in January, but before then, yeah. I did a couple of safaris, Monopools, Wangi, and Amara workshop. And I remember coming back from that, it was November. Yeah. And that end of November time was always a shit show on the roads. Oh. I mean, I live 11 kilometers from here. Okay. On the highway, 11 k's off, you're there. Yeah. And it would some mornings take me hour and a half, two hours. My sense of humor was shot by the time I got to the highway. I'm like, fuck this. But since lockdown, and even to now, when the schools were running, when we kind of left, did we ever reach level one or level two, whatever, when we were low down? Yeah. Even then, the traffic hasn't been, because now people are working from home. Yeah. I'm wondering if the traffic will ever be the same again. I hope not. No, I hear you. I definitely hope not. How far are you from here? About 25Ks, I think it is. 24Ks. Not too bad. No. Wait, Centurion? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's easy. Yeah, the only and problem, you're not far from the highway either, so it's a quick jump onto the highway. The problem is when you come past Allendale there. Yeah, if you can get past there, you're good. Yeah, yeah. If there's an accident, go buy yourself a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just still not read. You'll be stuck for a while. Do you read? I do read. What are you currently I'm reading? Just, uh, the Wild Chef. What's that? It's a book about controlling your money, managing your money. How's that working out for you? Uh, I'm getting into it. I'm yeah. only on page 23, so it's still got lots to go. Yeah. Um... But uh, yeah, it seems do, do, like a very promising book, so. 
do you read or do you do audiobooks? No, I read. I've moved to audiobooks the last while. Really? And it's, it's interesting because... And this is why the podcast for me and for us is such a big deal. Yeah. Because I saw when we traveled, well, when we're getting back in, but remember like in 2016 through 2019, yes. like I did 210 days a year of travel, right? So I, I saw a shit ton of the inside of a plane. Yeah. And the amount of people consuming audio, yeah, and you can right. check on their phones, the podcast, this, that, the other. So that's why the podcast is a big deal because people consume this. Yeah. So I have an overactive brain, I know this, that's why when I'm doing blogs now, I'm talking them mm. on the dictation function. Oh, okay. I can show you that because that's quite cool. I type, and by the time I catch up, my mind's gone so already. already. So oh, now I'm talking it, and it writes it out. Okay, that's quite cool. But the same is with a book. Like I want to, my, my my brain almost wants to go to the bottom of the page, but my eyes are still going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So the audio books for me on Audible has been amazing. Yeah, that is. And cool. um, there's a couple of really cool ones, and for driving, in the it just keeps on going. So what do you what do you do it through? Is there a specific app? So there's an app called Audible. Okay. Um, it's an Amazon product. Okay. And I can show you afterwards. It's pretty cool. So when you sign up, I think you get one credit a month. Okay. Either you can buy books, yes. but you get a credit, and then you can buy um, them from there. On top of that. So I just do my. I've, I forgot about it for a long time, and suddenly I get a mail from Amazon. Hey, you've got nine credits. Oh, okay. Sweet. Oh, bye, so bye, they bye, accumulate. Bye. So yeah, so you get them if you don't use them. I think every month. I'm, I'm speaking out of correction here. Yeah. But every month, then you get another credit. Okay, that's cool. So I bought two this morning okay. by a guy called Tim Gover, who is Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Dwayne Wade. He was involved with their training and coaching. Mm-hmm. And the mindset and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. cool. I see you quite enjoy your basketball. Fuck. Wake it's amazing. Half past four in the morning to watch basketball. Half past four? I'm almost finished by then. <laughs> no, the thing is, I mean, it's it's a funny thing because I, I've i always... And, and I remember the first basketball game, NBA, was at Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah? And it was the Knicks. And I can't even remember who else it was. The Knicks are cuck. They, they're a bit better. They made the playoffs this year. Yeah. But at that stage, they were useless. But just the, the environment, I'm like, I can only okay, imagine. this is sick. Yeah. So I got into it, but then I got the NBA app. You pay like, I don't know, 100 bucks a month, and then you get access to all the games. So then I've been to five NBA games now. Oh, that's cool. I've seen LeBron play three times. LeBron and James. And, oh, my God, I think the best one was the Celtics and Lakers in Boston. Oh, yes. I can. It was the last game, for those of you guys listening, so it was Rajan Rondo's last game, or first game for the Lakers. He used to be a Celtic. Okay. I got courtside seats from one of our clients. Yes. Holy shit. I mean, I was, I was making happy wee-wees all the time, right? <laughs> and it's like, and then, but then at the beginning of the game, you sit there, and then James is still off doing interviews. I've never seen a single sports star with that kind of gravity when he walked into the place. I can Insane. And then Rage and Rondo drilled a two-pointer, like a second from the game to win it. I'm like, So, yeah, I took Dixon. When you, you oh, meet I saw that photo. That photo is... Incredible. Oh, man, that was amazing. So I took yeah. Dixon to an NBA game, and... Yeah, so it's on Tuesday, so on Wednesday morning this week. I'm getting up for the last time, possibly, okay. because the Bucks and the Suns are playing for the final. Oh, the wow. Bucks are up three-two, oh, and so it's best it's of four. So if the Bucks win, they take the championships. If the Suns win, then they force Game Seven. Yo. So okay. I was hoping for the Suns, but it's what it is. Yeah. No, it's a cool game. I think. Look, I'm never playing it because I'm really short. <laughs> These oaks are fucking monsters. You I've sit there and it's like, what the hell? No, but incredible. the skill level, yeah. the stuff they do is just mad. Yeah. It's just mad, hey? Yeah, no, I, whenever I've tried air balls, it's just, or whenever I've tried mm. basketball, it's all about yeah. air balls. I even, I think it was um, beginning of this year sometime. So I got a, I got a basketball hoop. Yeah. So I've got a, a home gym in my garage. Okay. Put a basketball hoop. So I'm, I put it at NBA regulation. <laughs> so I'm like up on the thing, putting it up, drill, da 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 
get the ball, stay out of the bottom. It's like, you're fucking joking with me. <laughs> like, I, I can jump up, I don't even touch the net, bro. And these oaks are like, their heads above the rim. No, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. This skill's amazing. Yeah, do you watch much sports? I do. I love soccer. Oh, yeah. Manchester United, for anyone uh-huh. who's listening. Don't let Jono hear you. Oh, shame. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shame. So, so, love my soccer. All sports, actually. I, you know, cricket, rugby. Rugby, I'm quite enjoying the, the Lions Lager, Lions tour that's going on at the moment. They play this weekend, eh? They are, yeah. First, first test. First test. Is it Saturday? Saturday, correct. Yeah. I'll be in Kenya. Jono's coming, so we might go and find a bar in Kenya somewhere. That'll be quite cool. Nairobi. Yeah. Be quite cool. Yeah, so, so rugby... Um, I'm quite excited about the Olympics coming up. We spoke about mm. this now. That's going to be exciting. What kind of what, what events does it for you? Um, definitely the swimming. I enjoy the athletics. Mm. All of the athletics, I quite enjoy. Hey, what do you What do you feel? I mean, I, I'm speaking under correction here, but every year, every four years, when the Olympics are on, they add new sports. Yes. Now there's things like skateboarding and fucking. I saw that. Surely, I mean, if you look back, what what is? Give me the three Olympic sports like athletics. Yes. Swimming. Yes. And gymnastics. Done. Now they're doing all these other things. Yeah. And look, it's great for you guys. You should get paid more. But it's like, at some stage, we're just going to, what? I did see two interesting things. That they got the first COVID case in the Olympic Village. Oh, really? Eh? So I'm not sure how that's out. Two days ago. Ew. And also, I saw this morning, I think it was on Bloomberg on Instagram, that they've designed, and I don't know how real, what if Bloomberg? So, like, they've got beds that is either impossible or difficult to have sex on. Oh my goodness. Because I've heard in the past from those Olympic villages yeah. that Apparently the shit that goes right. down there yeah, is real. I mean, I, I, did, I did three world championships in gymnastics in the past. Oh wow. And even there, yeah. I was very good. I was young and impressionable at the time. Oh. And I kept my head in the game. Okay. But the stuff is just like the after party, it's just madness. Bro. I can only imagine. So now these Olympic guys, I mean, they've been training for four years, they've had nothing. And then suddenly they see a boob and it's like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. And then the shit just goes to pieces. I was watching one of Kevin Hart's videos. He's brilliant. Oh, he's good. Him, so and good. I don't know if you've ever watched his videos, Cold as Balls. Um, is it an hour stand-up thing? No, no, no. It's, it's where he literally gets into an ice tub, freezing oh, no. cold ice bath. Uh-huh. And he speaks to some form of celebrity, whatever. While he's in the bath? While he's in this cold <laughs> bath. And, and the celebrity does the same thing. And the yeah. other day he was chatting to one of the American Olympists. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, she was busy talking about the the Olympic Village, etc. And apparently it's right. It's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they don't talk about it. Yeah. I suppose, I mean, all these people have good bodies. They're in shape. They have needs. <laughs> yeah. It's bound to happen. Hey, man. Yes, yeah, so anyway, so they've got this bed, which is apparently like a... I must find it. I'll, I'll share it on my Instagram. It was <laughs> like a, a... But it looked like it's like made out of like cardboard or something. Oh, my so God. I, don't, I don't know what the plan with that was. It's not going to work. They'll yeah. find another way to do yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what it is. Do you, are you into sport and stuff yourself? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm, I mean, I enjoy my training. I'm training once, once a day, twice a day sometimes. I really enjoy getting out. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, getting out and actually playing sports, I love it. I mean, mm. I've always enjoyed my sports at high school, in varsity, whenever I could, I try to get out and, and go play sports, especially that team uh-huh. concept. I love it. Are you quite competitive? I am. Um, I don't. I don't admit it. So ignore that for now. Um, but I don't like to admit it. But deep inside, it does burn. I, I think it's a good thing, though. I mean, I know I'm competitive. Yeah. The, the the thing with me now, and I think maybe it's an age thing, but I just changed. But I know when to switch it off. Yeah. Not always. Or, or just hold it in. But it's difficult, though. It is difficult. The the the, the thing is, and I was speaking to my sister, and this is the thing. I mean, uh, and uh, a lot of the kids growing up today. Yeah. Like up until like 18, 19 right now. Yeah. They're so fucking woke. Yeah. 
Yeah. And everything's like, oh, we're going to complain about this. And I'm a this and a that. And like, I'm this sexuality and that and stuff. I think that competitive edge has been damaged. Yeah. Because now people are getting participation trophies if you come fucking seventh in a race. Yeah. No, John, you fucking lost. Work harder. Exactly. Like, no, I agree with you. That's wrong. And I've noticed that in people close to me, uh, slightly younger generations, etc. And, uh, and like you say, you know, that edge, it's just not mm. there. Like in the past, you would, I mean, we would go to school and you get in a fight and you arrive home and it's, you like beat up blood eyes and fucking blood everywhere. Your dad's like, oh, well, harden up, cupcake. Yeah. Now you say something, oh, you hurt me with your words. Yeah, <laughs> then you're in trouble. What? Yeah, no, what? no, that's crazy. It's madness. There's a, there's a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V online. Mm-hmm. Um, John and I met him in New York. He's, he's worth following from a business motivation, social media point of view. Yeah. And he also said this thing, you know what? Like if he plays basketball, for example, against his son, yeah. which is like five, six years old, he's going to fucking annihilate him <laughs> because he needs to learn that it's not just <laughs> about winning. When you win for real, that's when you win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not going to come seventh and get... Like, I remember at school, I, was, I did all the sports as well. Yeah. But when I came second, I was, like, disappointed. Yeah. Now you come last and it's like, oh, well done, little Johnny. Here's a cup for you. That's not right. No. I, I think we need that edge. Life, business, sport, everything. Definitely. I don't, I don't want to work. Definitely. No. The world is in a very, very strange place right now. It is. Uh, what was the most difficult thing for you in lockdown? Uh, to be honest, I, I was very, very privileged uh, during lockdown. And, you know, I... I was at Maritaba since the beginning of last year. So, you know, that's why it's actually it's a lot harder for me now coming back to the city because yeah. I haven't experienced lockdown. And, and I, you know, I Screw you, that, man. No, I, I say that for all of us. <laughs> I say that for the first time because <laughs> I, I understand how tough it was for a lot of people, you know, mm. so I don't take it for granted. Um, but I was very, very fortunate to yeah. be at Maritaba during that, huh. uh, which was incredible because we had that whole 21,000 hectares to ourselves. Uh, so we've got to do something. People maybe. listening to this not liking you right now. Hey? I'm really sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, but send me a message. I'll tell you. There were some cool stories to cheer you up. There you go. We'll give you all the details at the end of this. Um, have you been around a little bit? I mean, so you guys moved into the new apartment. Have you been out and about a bit? Like shops, restaurants, stuff like this? Uh, a little bit. I went to the Irene uh, farm the other day. That was quite cool. Mm-hmm. I saw a pie kingfisher there that I'm going to go take a photo <laughs> of. Uh, so that was quite nice. Uh, but other than that, not much. Eh? Just, mm. just sort of learning. I, I've never lived in Centurion, so I'm trying to learn the area a little yeah. bit. Uh, we go out and get some takeaways here and there. Mm. But not much. Yeah. Not much. It's scary, though, because, I mean, we went out for lunch on Sunday. And literally, you walk into a shopping mall. This is a Sunday, beautiful winter's day, this and, and there's nothing. Yeah. You park in front, there's nobody there. Yeah, going to the restaurants, and there's, like, it was a big-ass restaurant. Mm. Mm. And it was just two tables. Oh, it's sad, eh? What's your favorite drink? If you come to me, what drinks are you bringing? Not a big drinker, but... Oh, flying fish, eh? Really? I get judged for it, but I enjoy flying fish. Ah, screw him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And whiskey and stuff like that? Whiskey as well. I actually tried a, a, a guy by the name of... Uh, I forgot his name now. Call him Mark. Sally. Okay. He, <laughs> he works at a very nice bar here close by in, um, called Syntax. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gin bar. Um, and he actually made me a whiskey sours the other night. Have you ever heard about it? Yeah. Delicious. Okay. A little bit of whiskey, some nice syrup almost, uh, with some lemon So when juice. I'm back from Kenya, that first weekend of August, then you're going to come over, we'll, yeah. we'll try some whiskeys. Funny enough, Syntax, I think, I'm trying to remember who it was. One of our clients actually is either the mom of the guy who owns it or knows him son something. Yvonne Short. 
I don't know. I, I, I remember having a conversation with someone about it. Yvonne works at Maritaba. Okay. Could well She's be that. tourism operations manager. Oh, with a big son. hair. That's correct. That's her. That is her. That's Yvonne. Yes. So her son. That's right. Syntax. Yvonne's an interesting one. Very interesting. Holy She's hell. such an incredible person. I, I She's as real as they get. Yeah. yeah. I was a little bit scared of her sometimes. But, I mean, she, she was incredible. She was my mentor during, yeah. during my time at Maritaba. That's right. I remember because Ida was with us there. Yes. And she heard this and then that's the conversation, right? Oh, okay. And she texted her daughter because they also go there. Oh, okay. And they like, do, she's like, do you know this guy? Because she shared his Instagram profile. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never, I don't know where it is. I've been, apart from lockdown for the last year and a half, I've been traveling too much. Yeah, I can imagine. Bad problem, I suppose. Oh, I can't be that bad. Nah, it has its moments, hey? <laughs> it has its moments. Yeah, so do you, like if you go out for dinner yeah. now, like go to, I don't know, fishmonger or whatever, yeah. do you order like a drink with it? Beer, wine? No, so I'm actually on a bit of a diet at the moment. Um, not by choice, I'm forced into it a little bit by the missus at home. What the fuck you gonna lose? You like skinny like anything, what do you want? It's just about the health. What's her name? I'm Carla. Carla, leave the oak alone, man. Cut sure. him some slack, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, so, so oh, but if I'm up with mates and stuff like that, I'll order a beer most of the times. But <clears throat> other than that, I'll stick to water. Yeah. I enjoy water. I'm not a- so here's the thing, right? So, I mean, obviously when you age, your metabolism slows down and stuff. I've always been into sports, right? Yeah. So when I come back, and I haven't trained now because I had COVID, and before then it was travel and then lockdown and then just messy. But when I come back, so there's a guy called Andy Frisella online, also okay. worth following. Okay. Um, he runs a podcast called the MFCEO, the motherfucking CEO. <laughs> he is to the point and hard, but he's a hell of a businessman. Yeah. Um, and he did a thing the second time now called 75 Hard. Okay. So I'm going to do this thing, but not 75. Um, but I'm going to do 40 Hard. So what it is, it's 40 days. Okay. And so I'm starting like on the 2nd or 3rd of August if you want to play along. Okay. It's two workouts a day. One has to be outside. Okay. So did you see it on my video this morning? I'm actually, that's what we're doing at the moment. We're doing the 70 day. So there's, there's the 75 hard thing. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a message from Alistair for you after this. Okay. Um, so it's two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. Yes. One outside. Yeah. Drink two liters or half a gallon of water per yeah. day. Read minimum of 10 pages. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm busy studying, so that's easy. I'll just study that. Yeah. Um, no cheap meals or alcohol yes. for that entire time. What was the other one? Take progress pictures. Cold shower. Uh, that I don't know. No, it's not, that's not in the one that I'm, I'm looking at, but okay. the, I've heard that one as well. Yeah. So the idea with it is that it's basically discipline. Because yeah. it's a mind fuck after day three for sure. having to do a second workout. But... So I'm going to do 40 days of that because it fits exactly between my two trips. Oh, uh, okay. So what are you doing now? So, so we're doing exactly that. We're doing the 70-day challenge where it's two workouts a day, five-minute cold shower. So what workouts are you doing today? This morning, I did, I did a bit more of a cardio base. So it was 30-second skipping, 30-second cycle. 30-second mm. skipping. Cycle, stationary cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stationary cycle, 30-second cycle. Mm. Uh, then just into some bicycles and 10 push-ups. And then I try to do 10 Like an imam type sets. thing. Exactly. Try to do 10 to 15 sets of that. Mm. So that was my first workout. And then this afternoon, I'll try and wing it a bit. and Do do, do, you, do you track your stuff with heart rates and things? Yeah, I do. I've got one of these little Garmin watches. Which one do you have? Uh, Viva Active 4. Oh, nice. Very nice watch. Yes. Very so nice. I've got the Apple Watch 5. I had the Garmin Fire, Phoenix 5X. Okay. Or S. The Sapphire, what, what thing. So it was in New York last year. So I bought the Apple 5. Okay. 
Because I, I just had to have it. I mean, it's new. Okay, but now how do you weigh them up? Garmin? I don't have to because I fucking lost my Garmin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so literally, I remember, and it was at a hotel down on 30, uh, no, it was on 14th. So I remember getting back, Apple Watch in its long little box, yeah. get there, put it on, da-da-da, because I want to track it, and da-da-da-da. Yes. And that was the last time I saw my Garmin. Oh, I think I left it in that hotel. Some Mexican cleaner now that works there is wearing my Garmin. Oh, really? I think so. But I the 5X was pretty cool, um, but now there's the 6. I, I saw that came out now recently. But they also have an Aviator series, which they're pitching against TAG. Okay. These, or like, like Breitling and those, like pilot's watches. Yes, yeah. This thing is like a chunk. It's got all the things that, that the normal ones have. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll see, it is insane. But they cost about 45. Oh wow, good morning. So it's not quite in our guide budget, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think the Garmin's are amazing. I do think that from a from a work point of view, the Apple Watch tends to be more, because it's, it's messages and shit like that. Yeah. But the, the Garmin's, I think from a lifestyle point of view and GPS and stuff, I think knock the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I've been very happy with this one because it's, I also get the messages coming through on you. Yeah. So it's quite nice to have that come through. Um, and just on top of that, it's got, I mean, you can put about, I'm sure you can do table tennis on this if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single sport. Oh, makes coffee if you ask nicely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, so no, it's, it's been really cool. I've really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Now, quickly, on the, on the Wild Eye website, yes. of all the trips we run, yeah. which one do you want to do most and why? Someone asked me this the other day and, it's, and I, I went to the website and I looked and I thought, I could really answer and say any one of these. Mm. However... Something's drawing me to minor pools. I, uh, I want to get to minor pools. Yeah. And, and just witness one of those elephants, the sunset in the background. Uh, I mean, that's, that's calling me. And it's a very unique place. I mean, I think every childhood dream is to see the Northern Lights. <laughs> it all comes from the movie Brother Bear. I'm sure everyone's seen that somewhere along the line. It rings a bell. Remind me. The animation about two bears. Yeah. The one guy kills the little bear's mom and then he turns into a bear. Oh, that's sad, bro. It's very cool. No, no, no. Very, very, Not sad. In the beginning, it's sad, but cool animation. I mean... I'm a 90s boy, so, so I watch that type of stuff. So You like little bears being killed? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I have actually heard my sister. I think my sister's kids have spoken Brother Bear. Yeah. So great movie. And, I mean, it shows the Northern Lights. And I just remember seeing that picture. I want to see the Northern Lights. So, yeah. I mean, I'll dream big and I'd love to see that one day. It is. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, we I, think I saw the first time in Iceland a year ago or something. Okay. January. And it's bizarre because they have, like... There's YR.no, which is one of the best weather apps. Okay. They are, they've got weather stations and stuff. So I use that, but then in Iceland, our guide, Chris, he's got this big-ass iPad, the pro thing, whatever. Yeah. And they've got a thing on there which monitors the geomagnetic forces and fields and shit in real time. Okay. So the thing is, the sun comes up at about 9, 9.30 in the morning. It goes down at about 4. So then... From 4 o'clock, we go and shower. You have an early dinner, like at 5, 5.30. Mm -hmm. And then you go and sit in, in like a common area, have some drinks, do some lightroom and this. And he's on his iPad. So once or twice, it looks, okay, it might peak now. And you go outside and it's cold as shit. You look, no, nah, okay, nothing yet. Fine, come back. Yeah. And he says, now go outside. And Stu's got, you run outside. And as you come outside, it's down in a little, the hotel's called Harley. It's one of the best in the, down in the south. Yeah. You come around the corner and it's like, it's bizarre. Because you look at this and it's like, what? And what sort of colors do you see? I mean, it's, 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 it's soft green. Okay. And it's almost like these chairs, okay. the, the lime green. Yes. But a soft, soft, it's almost like if you were to take in Photoshop a brush and you just brush a bit of green, it looks like that. Okay. 
So you look at this and like, fuck, okay, so you go fetch your camera, then you turn your camera, you do basically star shot settings. So high ISO, we'll get to all of those. Yeah. And you look at it through your screen, it's like, what the hell? Mm. And it just pops. Um, I think they grade them up to, now I'm gonna make my name as, I think it's up to 12 of okay. the intensity thereof. Okay. So photographing them shows a lot more than what it really is, but you can see it in real life. Yeah, that's cool. And sometimes it just sits there, other times it's like these spikes that goes up and down, it's bizarre. And I mean, does it, does it stay there for a while or is it like you've got a five minute window? It changes. Um, uh, sometimes it's almost like it moves like clouds. It kind of goes and it disappears. Oh, okay. Other times it almost looks like, because we drove out, like 10 minutes out to the middle of a field. Yeah. So there's mountains and then you've got the thing in the background. Um, th the wind was insane. Oh. Like I had a tripod like that. Yeah. Standard, like the, the big one. Yeah. On the floor oh, and it, that, that would blow over. Jeez. Just go. Wow. Um, but sometimes it looks like it's growing out of the mountains in the back and stuff. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's mad. Amazing. I want to, there's only one place I think in the world where you can do this, is I want to do polar bears and northern lights in one trip. Oh, wow. So it's about a two, three week gap as far as I understand it. Okay. Because in Svalbard, in August, September, the sun starts going down, then it gets dark. Yeah. But you still get pink skies. So oh. the sun would then almost come up, but not, almost come up, but not. And then okay. it's fucking dark for three months. Jeepers. So there's a small gap where you can get both. Okay. Now I actually, actually, I'm going to quickly Google something. I wonder. I've noticed your, your favorite animal, polar bear. Oh, easy. Okay. Easy. Let's quickly Google something. Polar bear in, I've never done this. Polar bear in Northern Lights. I'm going to weep if this is true. Oh, shit. Oh my goodness. See, oh my goodness. this kind of stuff. Okay, that's fake as hell. That's just bad Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, that is very bad. But this, I mean, so what? that's the kind, that's what I want to do. Yes. Um, but I, th I think in Alaska you can do it as well. Okay. I'm planning Alaska for next year, but we'll see. What trip are you looking most forward to in the next coming months? Uh, for the, so for the rest of this year, I've got Mara now. I'm flying two days from now. Yeah. I come back, then I've got a Monopool's Wangi trip in October, mm -hmm. and then I've got two workshops, a Mara workshop, photography, and a Amboseli workshop, and then in January, I'm going back to Iceland okay. for the winter edition. So that would be Northern Lights, Ice Cave, shit like that. Yeah. I should have been born in the Arctic. Is it? There's something about snow and cold. It draws you there. Like, like to the point where I don't, um, like even on the summer trip, it's cold. It's like maximum six and wind takes it to minus five type thing, right? That I won't wear gloves and a beanie because it makes you feel alive. Oh, I can only imagine. Like your hands, like it's like tight and stuff, but there's, there's something about that that's just like, it makes you feel alive. I can imagine. So. Yeah, so that's incredible. Yeah, so I, I, Iceland and Svalbard for me is major. Um, but I think for the rest of this year, I think my first Mara now is cool because I haven't been there for two years. Mm -hmm. It's the longest I haven't been to the Mara since we've started going, ever. Oh, really? So in 12 years, this is the longest I haven't been. Oh, wow. So that should be pretty fun. Um, Monopools, Wangi, nice combo. Monopools, obviously, for the reasons you say. Yeah. Wangi is, at that time of year, it's dry as hell. Okay. It's hot as balls as well, but that's when the lions actively hunt elephant. Oh, really? I've heard about this. Like, actively. Because there ride. is nothing water-wise. And they've got two or three water holes that they've put up. Yeah. And basically all of your activity, we go from, I think we stayed at Simalisa, and you basically just drive water holes. Oh, really? And you've got the lions camping out around the water holes and the elephants come to drink. And I remember last, two years ago when I was last there, there was literally, you got these lion prides sleeping off to the side and we could count eight elephant carcasses of different sizes really? in our visual range. 
adult elephants as well. There was one adult and the rest are like from about 12 years down. That's amazing. Eh? It's, and we saw the one. So the mom would come in with a baby, the lions would have a go, mom will chase them away and then they sleep again. And sure? that's the whole day. You sure those lions didn't get upset after they killed the baby? They were so emotional. Oh, I can only imagine. How stupid are people though? I had a good laugh at your stories yesterday. Oh man. That was great. That stuff, yeah, oh no, the, the mom, for those of you listening, it's a story where I photographed a female, a female lioness, which is different to a male lioness, yeah. just for those listening, <laughs> a female lioness. Um, she was hunting this red heart beast, pulled this thing down while we watched, took the baby out, and now the story's with, like she's trying to wake it up and shake it around. Then she's looking around for help. The fuck is she gonna do? That's crazy. Simba, Simba, do you know CPR? <laughs> Come, bro. It's no. And but I've literally, I've had people call me from international newspapers. Really? Say, and they, they fact checkers. Can I confirm that this is what happened? Jeez. Like, no, I can't confirm that. Because how long ago did this actually happen? God, um, I started Wild Eye in what? What year are we in now? Twenty twenty one. So we started in twenty twelve. So it's ten years now. And it was about two years before this, about 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And then five, six years later, people would post it again and they tagged me. Oh, this lioness is dead because she was so fucking sorry. She just died. I said, no, I actually saw her this morning. She's still there. No, it, it's bizarre, man. It's crazy. The anthropomorphizing of, of saying, oh, but the lion's so angry and... No. Come on. Yeah. No, it's... But I think, I think we're lucky with Wild Eye because we attract a certain type of people mm. that they understand how things work because they follow us online and they do understand it. Yeah. So that helps a bit. You'll see when you go out, it's, is, and also they don't arrive blind. Yeah, we would have had, like, sort of you'll speak to them on Instagram, then there's emails, there's Zoom calls and stuff like this. So I'm really looking forward to that type of guest engagement, you know? It's mm. been a little bit tough these past two weeks seeing all the other guys doing quite well, but I, I'm really excited uh. to jump into it and eventually start getting mm. that guest interaction going. So, so tell me quickly for people listening, what is your Instagram handle? Where can they find you? Uh, it's Michael Applesammy. Spell for us. M-I-C-H-A-E-L, uh, no space, A-P-P-A-L-S-A-M-Y. There we go. And, I mean, you're pretty new-ish on the Instagram scene. Correct, yeah. But, I mean, you've done some pretty cool stuff. So, guys, if you're listening, please go and check him out. Um, I will obviously link him out in the description to this podcast. People will have, <coughs> excuse me, post-COVID. I'm okay, don't worry. Um, all of your links will be on there. Cool. So, people can go and find you. Um, so, let's finish with this. What, is, what are you looking forward to most? at your wild eye journey? Again, I said it in my, my first blog the other day. <clears throat> I'll link that up as well in the description, by the way. Cool. Um, leading into my time coming, coming to wild eye, you know, obviously having a look at the website, our, our little catchphrase of, let us change the way you see the world, that, that's a, quite a privilege to, to be able to say something like that because you open, your eye, open people's eyes to yeah. a different world. Huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, at the end of a trip, someone coming up to me and saying, you know what, you guys have changed the way that I've seen the world. Huh. And all of that comes down to, I can't wait to just get out there. With yeah. I'm very passionate I, you know, and excited no, about this type of stuff. That's I, why you're here, man. I can't wait to share that with mm. people, you know. So. I think that's a big deal. I think we often look at change the way you see the world because when we, when we, when we started the company, John and Andrew and myself, we went to a brand, com- a brand design company. Okay. That's where the name came up. And Change the Way You See the World wasn't actually a planned tagline. Yeah. It was as a part of the narrative because we wrote up what we do and this and that. And there's one lady who kind of pushes you and pokes you idea-wise. Mm-hmm. And it was just a sentence, like in, written somewhere. Yeah. And it was like, we need to change the way the industry works. And, da, 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 da. and it just kind of happened. It was like, fuck, that works. But yeah, that's cool. I remember for me, 
it was maybe my second year here, and uh, I went to Medikwe. I haven't told this story in a while. And I had a, a lady and her sister for a private guided trip. Okay. It was her birthday. Her husband got them on, so I, pri- I private guided them in Medikwe. And the one thing, we're going, we're going to shoot stars that night. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we go, and literally, as I was from, and you'll see in Kuru, mm-hmm. the lodge we use there, and to Tlo Dam is about a 25-minute drive okay. through the bush. And at about 2.30 in the morning, we're going to go shoot that now. And literally, we're just about to get to the dam, and she says, oh, man, I forgot my tripod. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, for fuck's sakes, no, no, you, okay, you can have mine. And I'm like, obviously, I've got no problem giving it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, for fuck, No, you can't fuck. use your photos. Because the stars are firing. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so we get there, and we go onto the dam wall on the eastern side. We're kind of shooting south-southwest. Mm-hmm. So it's with the two of them are shooting, this, that, the other, and I'm like, whatever, man. Anyway, so talk her through, do the twos, 20 seconds, uh, shutter speed, 2,000 ISO, F2.8, blah, 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 shoot a few. Okay, now shoot. So she's tried a few, now she's going to shoot this thing. This is dead leadwood. Yeah. And she takes a shot, and I can't remember what camera it was, but in the old days, if you shot for 20 seconds, mm-hmm. then the camera would save it for 20 seconds because it does, like, noise reduction. Oh, okay. So there's a 20-second gap of just dark. Yeah. So we're standing there, and I'm still like, mm, whatever. <laughs> and... She takes the shot, and now we're all waiting to see now when this thing pops. Now, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's cold as shit on this damn wall, but it's beautiful. I mean, the stars are just amazing. And as this thing pops, she looks at this, and it's a proper image. Yeah. And she looks at me, and she says, look what I just did. Yeah. And in that moment, I knew that's what it's about. That's, cool. that's what it's about. For sure. Um, there's been a couple of others as well. I and mean, when you get to the Mara camp, it's very common for people to actually cry when they leave. I can because it's such a deep emotional experience, more than what people think. Yeah. And it is, it's exactly like you say, changing you see the world is, it's both a scary promise and a privilege. Exactly. So, exactly. I like that. So, I'm excited. <clears throat> I, I can't wait to get stuck in. Already, you know, the team has been so welcoming and it, it, that family vibe that everyone talks, it's real. Yeah. You know, and, and that's exciting for me mm. and, and I'm <clears throat> just excited. I think the interesting thing, so when Krista started on social media, she started the, like two weeks after official lockdown started back then. Oh, really? So she went for three months or something without ever being in the office. Yeah. So for you guys as well, you'll see when we get back to full operations, for sure. what happened, the energy that comes out of here. It's different it. always because the same people aren't ever in. Mm. You're out, I'm in, he goes, he's back, da 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 Yeah. But yeah, I think, I'm not sure when that's going to be. I don't think anytime soon, unfortunately, but still, online podcast videos and stuff, it still works, eh? Got to enjoy it. Mm. Make the most of what we got. Fantastic. Um, Michael, quickly, for people that know, know all our email addresses, so mine is Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y at wild.co.za. That's wild with a dash I.co.za, two words. So what is yours? Mine's basically the same. It's Michael, A, at wild, I, mm. dash, dash between wild mm-hmm. and I. So guys, get that right. If you want to get hold of this Michael, it's Michael A. And Michael Lapsher is just Michael. We yep. still need to work out nicknames and stuff, which makes it a bit easier. But we'll get. <laughs> I think the way Michael Lapsher's beard is going, he might be getting nicknames soon. Yeah, he's getting towards the Viking. That's that somewhere. thing's like a machine right now. <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, bro, well done, man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So um, it's quite a. Maybe his beard needs an Instagram handle on its oh, own. Yeah. The beard or something. That's it. You probably find that's already taken. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Michael, listen, thank you for your time. Awesome, thank you, Jim. Good chat. Um, guys, for you guys listening, please get in touch with Michael. Go and follow him on Instagram. Send him a mail. Welcome him to the team. I will put all of the, this in the description on the various platforms. And, yeah, please get in touch. Go and follow him. It's going to be a good journey. If you guys want to be a part of this webinar thing we're going to do and do like a photography growth thing, 
then um, get in touch. Send him a mail, me a mail, get in touch. Um, and we'll probably do that in the first week of August awesome. when I'm back from Kenya. But yeah, stay tuned. Um, guys, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for lending us your ears. My name is Jerry van der Valt. I'm on all the social media platforms. Jerry van der Valt. Again, yours on Instagram. Michael, Apple Sammy. All together. That's it. Done. Um, guys, as always, it's been great. Um, your comments and engagements like oxygen to me, so please keep it coming. And I will chat to you all in the next episode. My name is Jerry. My name is Mike. And we're from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye.